Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. We all remember the class and the dignity and grace of First Lady Melania Trump, perhaps as the First Lady not matched what Melania Trump brought to the White House, perhaps unmatched as her class and grace and dignity as the First Lady, but specifically in her White House Christmas decorations. It didn't get much better than that. Well, Jill Biden has revealed her Christmas decorations, and, well, it's pretty much exactly what you might expect from a woman who has no taste, no class, and no grace. And it is like the Nutcracker Circus from liberal hell. And so it's kind of taking the Internet by storm today, but it really is just, uh, it's a clown show. It's a uh, it's a clown show. It, it's something you would expect maybe like a first grader to put together, you know, very uh, rudimentary and just kind of you know just just kind of throwing some colors up there and just drawing lines and and dancing and you know maybe some dancing that makes no sense and all kinds of clown activities there. So uh, we'll be reviewing that. We had to watch it, so now you have to watch it too. What a shame! What a shame! You take something that. I mean, what an opportunity to just add a little class and beauty to your daily life and routine. I don't know about you, but I put Christmas decorations at my house. Very, very Christmas themed right now. It's just nice. The Christmas music, everything. But leave it to Jill Biden to somehow turn that into something ugly and distasteful. Just leave it to her for that. I was hoping the whole died suddenly phenomenon would come to an end, but we've got some more of those today, including a authoritarian Messiah complex statement from Anthony Fauci. And then another individual tied into the media wrapped up in a cheese pizza charge, or excuse me, a child pornography charge. We'll be talking about that. The fallout from the Boston mayor who had a, or tried to have a no white Christmas party. No white people allowed. Of course, she's married to a white man and has white children. Why is it always like that? And I mean, it's just the whole thing is so stupid to me. Because she's white too. But I guess what what does white really mean? I guess what white really means is majority 
European ancestry. I, I guess that's really what white means because uh, Jewish individuals are excluded from this uh, white class. Asian individuals are excluded from this white class. So what, what is it really? It's anybody of European descent. That's really what it is. So, you know, details matter here. But nonetheless, she has the uh, no whites allowed Christmas party. <laughs> I mean, the thing is just ridiculous. It's really just kind of funny, actually, at this point. Uh, the racism of the left. What did you expect? But then there's other diversity stories out there. Liberals are seething because the governor of Oklahoma is eliminating all the diversity, equity, and inclusion programs from state universities. But see, it's it's always the loud major or the loud minority responding to this stuff. I, I know people that went to OU. I've spoken to people at OU. I know people who live in the area. It is a major, major conservative area. Most of the students and people there are conservatives. They are not bothered by this at all. But but leave it to the loudmouth liberal president and her shrieking, uh, coming out and crying about this. But of course, it was Martin Luther King Jr. who said, we don't want to live in an America where children are judged by the color of their skin. And now here is the same American left that would have loved to kill Martin Luther King Jr. when he was leading the civil rights movement. And now they are racist again, just against white people now. Then it was black people. Now it's white people. It's always leftists, though, that hate. And this is why they hate Elon Musk, because he's anti all of their liberal garbage as well. Uh, We've got some other developments here. We'll talk about the presidential race. Nobody likes Nikki Haley, except maybe Nikki Haley. People are coming after uh, former Speaker Paul Ryan today because I guess he's trying to manipulate Speaker Mike Johnson. And so we'll talk about that a little bit as well. And you won't believe it. The new development, how to stop man-made climate change. We've been warning you about this. We've been warning you about this. And my producer, Scott, said, well, we've got a problem on our hands today because uh, the new initiative to stop global warming, they have officially found the science, ladies and gentlemen. And not to get ahead of the tease here, but um, basically you're just going to have to die. Yeah. We're just going to have to go ahead and put you out of your misery because uh, you're killing the planet. It's you. It's your fault. You're a human being after all. So you just have to die. And the science is in. It's, it's, it's time for you to take a permanent nap. Okay? We're saving the planet. It's good. But see, this is why they hate Christianity. This is why they hate the Bible. This is why they teach evolution. Because they don't want to believe or they don't want taught or they don't want you to believe in a divine creation. That you are a divine creation and everything was built for you by God part of God, part of the Holy Spirit. They, they don't want that. So they have to tell you, you're scum, you evolved from scum, you're killing the planet, now we kill you. And now they're just, it's the science now. Now it's the science. And you know, when the science is in and the science is settled and let this, like Fauci say it, take the vaccine and die, well, now it's the science on climate change. So just, just die now because you're causing the planet. But if you kill all humans, then what's the point of saving the planet? Well, I guess the animals are more important. The D.C. cartel's NDAA has an additional $600 million for Ukraine. So there was no public support for it. They couldn't get the support in Congress for it, at least not without securing the border. But the Democrats are so committed to keeping the border open 
that they said, fine, we won't give Ukraine billions of dollars. We'll give them a couple hundred million, but we're not going to do border security, so uh, screw that. And then they just put the money into the NDAA. And we've got a couple of comments here from our congressman on this bill where they also lump in FISA and spying on the American people into this bill. So that's what they do. Oh, oh, you don't want to fund Ukraine? Put it into the NDAA. They'll pass it. Oh, you don't want FISA spying on the American people? Put it in the NDAA. They'll pass it. Anna Paulina Luna, only 35 senators voted with Paul and Lee to block FISA from the NDAA. Senate needs new blood. Yeah, the Senate Republicans are a problem, and, um, and, and Mitch McConnell is a problem. The Republican House has some American patriot blood in it. You can tell they've got a good fighting spirit in them, like Anna Paulina Luna and Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and Lauren Boebert and, and Paul Gosar and some others. And, and, you know, I just always want to point this out because so many times people want to throw the baby out with the bathwater here and, and they want to engage in political purism. And, and one of the good people we have in Congress might say or do something they disagree with. And it's, oh, they're horrible now. Oh, get rid of them. They're the worst. See, I told you we can't trust them. Now, horrible attitude to have. And that's how we end up with nobody good in, in Congress. But nonetheless, Edward Snowden commenting on this. He says, if yours was not one of the 35 that voted against the NDAA, vote them out. I agree. Snowden knows a little bit about spying on the American people. He was the original whistleblower. He lives in Russia, unironically. Congress has voted to pass the NDAA in which they deceitfully conceal an extension of the warrantless spying program, Section 702, universally opposed by the public. Last year, the FBI exploited 702 to spy on Americans, protesters, donors, even Congress, more than 200,000 times. Still blowing the whistle, Edward Snowden from Russia. From Russia. He's not being put in jail in Russia. And so you have Mike Lee talking about this, how they snuck this spy bill into the NDAA in clip 17. Because Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act has been widely, infamously, severely abused over a long period of time to the point that literally hundreds of thousands of American citizens have become victims of uh, what I refer to as warrantless backdoor searches. The Fourth Amendment's not there to protect them. It's not there to protect our foreign adversaries operating on foreign soil. No, it's there to protect the American people, the American people against their own government. One of the biggest things we're concerned about here is that on literally hundreds of thousands of occasions, Innocent, law-abiding Americans have been subjected to what we call a backdoor warrantless search, whereby someone at the FBI or another agency enters in information. They know that uh, uh, Bob Smith uh, has a certain phone number or a certain email address or some other identifier. They know that Bob Smith is a U.S. citizen. And they go in and they search for communications in the 702 database pertaining not to a foreign terrorist, not to an agent of a foreign power outside the United States, not to a foreign adversary in any way outside the United States, but to Bob Smith, the law-abiding American citizen. In that circumstance, 
That's a problem. It's a problem to go into that without a warrant. That stuff is there, not just for the government's curiosity. Now, deep down, folks at the FBI uh, appear not to disagree with that, at least uh, in the sense that they try mightily to convince us that they're already preventing warrantless backdoor searches of American citizens' private communications on that database. In fact, they've been doing this uh, with me. I've been in the Senate, uh, uh, along with uh, uh, my friend and colleague, the junior senator from Kentucky. We've both been here for 13 years. The entirety of that time, I've served on the Senate Judiciary Committee. The entirety of that time, I have questioned FBI directors and other people within the government, asking them about what happens with this 702 database, particularly as it relates to private communications that are stored in the 702 database of American citizens and searches involving American citizens. Over and over and over again, for 13 years, like deja vu all over again, I get the same variation of the same set of answers. Don't worry. You've got nothing to worry about. We have really good procedures in the United States government. We follow those procedures. We take them seriously. We're professionals. Except they don't. And we will not mess with your information. And yet, again, and again, and again, every single time they make that promise, it's like it's a curse. Because it, get, it gets worse every single time they say it. And we have FBI whistleblowers that tell us this. The FBI pretty much assured it, even in my case, when they indicted me in what a magistrate judge said was illegally, being as how I'm a journalist. And they just said, yeah, we don't care. Rules, procedures, yeah, not really a concern for us. So that's what they do, though. I mean, this is like, hey, you need air. But uh, if, you, if you're going to get air, you know, we're going to have to just go ahead and stab you in the, uh, in the jugular vein, too. So, oh, yeah, we need military spending. Uh, we, need, we need all this spending to keep things uh, running in our country. I've been hammering that to stick for a long time. It looks like it's finally making its way into the lexicon of the D.C. representatives, the Biden crime family. Here's Representative Matt Rosendale talking about this last night after the vote in Clip 16 chilly night here in Washington. I just walked off the floor after voting to support a resolution for an impeachment inquiry into uh, Joe Biden. Uh, we have seen that his family has been laundering money from different countries through the crime family and filtering it into him. Uh, we've also seen that he has a complete disregard for the rule of law and has allowed our southern border to be completely wide open. Uh, causing all kinds of national security problems to our country, whether you talk about the potential terrorists that have entered in or the massive flow of uh, fentanyl and sex trafficking that's been taking place. Finally, I think we're on the path towards holding him accountable. We also now hear from Representative Tom Cole out of Oklahoma on the Biden impeachment inquiry. If my friends are, are so confident, again, as one of my colleagues mentioned from the Rules Committee, what are you worried about? It's an investigation. It's open. We hardly talked about what the resolution's about, which is how we're going to proceed. And how are we going to proceed? Almost exactly as my friends proceeded in 2019. Their playbook, their play, 
their approach. Uh, yes, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Give the Democrats a little taste of their own medicine. You know, I'm, I'm really all for that. I'm not necessarily as adamant as some others, but hey, why not? And of course, we know the difference. The impeachment, when it when it finally got to that point with Trump, they had no evidence. They had nothing they could prove and nothing stuck. It will stick to Joe Biden. But it's kind of like the same thing with the censorship online. Well, do you uh, go ahead and, and censor and suspend the New York Times and CNN and others who have broken the rules and regulations on Twitter? Or is that always only for them to censor conservatives? Here's the official statement from Speaker Mike Johnson post-Biden inquiry vote success. Today, the House took critical steps in our investigation into serious matters involving President Joe Biden by formally opening an impeachment inquiry. As President Biden continues to stonewall lawful congressional subpoenas. Oh, I thought they were cooperating. Today's vote of the full House of Representatives authorizing the inquiry puts us in the strongest position to enforce these subpoenas in court, including one for Hunter Biden. We do not take this responsibility lightly and will not prejudge the investigation's outcome, but the evidentiary record is impossible to ignore. We have seen witness testimony and bank records showing millions of dollars flowing to the Biden family from foreign adversaries. But the Democrats cried in unison it didn't exist. Witnesses have testified about the president's numerous interactions with his family's foreign clients. But the Democrats cried there were no witnesses. The president and the White House have repeatedly misled the public, shifted the goalpost, and stonewalled our investigation. Ah, As Chairman Comer, Jordan, and Smith have done all along, we will continue to follow the facts where they lead. The American people deserve answers. This impeachment inquiry will help us find them. I understand, believe me, I understand and can relate to the frustration that we get from our Republican representatives and the lack of action. A lot of talk, little action. And I understand why people might have no faith that there's going to be any fruit that comes from this outside of maybe the public getting more aware and more intensified to do whatever they can to try to save our constitutional republic. But, but here's, here's one thing I at least think that needs to be considered. Think about a, a, a major league pitcher and all the strategy he goes throughout the game to, to, to pitch a successful game. Well, Some of it might not make any sense to you. You might not realize it. You might get frustrated, but then he pitches the good game. I'm a a talk show host. I have certain strategies and and ways of doing things, and I think about it, and I'm saying, here's how I'm going to do this. Here's how I'm going to do that. Here's the timing of this. And and maybe sometimes the audience doesn't understand it, or or maybe the crew doesn't understand it. I think we've worked long enough together, but you get the point. So, So here's what I'm trying to say. Jim Jordan and James Comer and Mike Johnson and others, they they might have a strategy here. There might be a long-term strategy, and they might be saying, hey, we want this shoe to drop here. We want this shoe to drop here. This how this is how it can be the most effective. This is how this can be the most effective. So, so we're going to roll it out in this timetable. And while you and I might get frustrated and not understand it, they might have their own way of doing this that might work in the end. Now, time will obviously tell, but, but I'm not willing like others when they saw Mike Johnson with Speaker Paul Ryan. And, I mean, look... I see people freaking out on the internet about this and I'm I'm barely my pulse is barely even changing when I see this but you have Paul Ryan 
talking to Speaker Johnson, and there's a picture of it, and everybody's panicked. Oh, I told you, Mike Johnson was bad. I saw Mike Johnson. Oh, my God, look, it's poor. He's controlling Mike Johnson now. Let's all just calm down. We don't know what was being said. This could have been a sabotage photo of Mike Johnson. Somebody could have known how much Republican voters can't stand that rat Paul Ryan and said, let's get a photo with Johnson and Ryan. That'll make him look bad. And by the way, Paul Ryan's body language doesn't look too enthused in this photo. But So he's in Congress talking to a guy. It could have been anybody. Unfortunately for Mike Johnson, he has to hang out with Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi too. So if they're pictured together, do you say, see, I told you, I told you he was bad. So let's all just calm down. But I think it's fair to assume that Paul Ryan is trying to negatively influence Mike Johnson. I do think that's probably fair to assume, but anything else I think is a reach. And, of course, Paul Ryan later went on TV, and what did he do? He talked trash on Donald Trump. (laughs) So he's, he's still doing the same crap that he's always been doing. No surprises there. No surprises there at all. But you know what? Let's play this clip from a good Democrat in Congress, one of the few, Representative Ro Khanna. He wants a bill passed to ban stock trading for Congress, ban lobbyists and PAC donation, ban members from becoming lobbyists, uh, term limits for Congress and SCOTUS, enforce a code of ethics for SCOTUS. You may agree or disagree, but I think the direction is right, and coming from a Democrat, it's even better. Here it is in clip 21. Madam Speaker... All I want for Christmas is to clean up the corruption in Congress. That is why tomorrow morning I will be introducing my political reform and anti-corruption resolution supported by Unusual Wales, Capital Trades, and Quiver Quantitative. Crew has also done important work on these issues. It calls for five things. First, a ban on all PAC and lobbyist money. Second, a ban on members of Congress trading stock. Third, a ban on members ever becoming lobbyists. Fourth, term limits for members of Congress and Supreme Court justices. And fifth, a binding code of ethics for the Supreme Court. The American people on both sides are frustrated by the corruption in Washington. We need real change. I hope members on both sides will support this resolution that we introduce tomorrow. So now liberals don't know what to do. Smashing records every month. There's a new all-time high of illegal border crossings, illegal border entries. And, of course, the videos get more and more out of control. I mean, I guess before we go to this clip, we can B-roll clip 27. I mean, just a a mass of humanity, just lines miles long of illegal immigrants just waiting to get into this country and get all the free handouts. Of course, we know about uh, the train loads of people, the bus loads of people, the plane loads of people. They're coming in by the millions since Joe Biden took office, and that's the Democrat Party policy. So what do you do? What do you do when all of this is out there and undeniable and you can no longer just say it doesn't exist? Well, you just blame it on your opposition like Corrine Jean-Pierre does here in clip eight. About a thousand of these illegal border crossers every day are getting away to parts unknown in the U.S. Does the president think that is a national security risk? Here's what I'll say. Uh, You 
one of the ways that we also have to look at this is what congressional Republicans have refused to do. They have. They refuse to support previous requests from the president. What they've asked to do actually hurts the issue, hurts the problem that we're seeing at the border. They said no to border agents. They've said no to new technology to fight fentanyl. They said no to additional troops. Wrong. And they voted on eliminating 2,000 customs and border patrol agents. Wrong. That is what Republicans have done. The president is asking to do this in a bipartisan way, to find some compromise, to deal with an issue that hasn't existed, existed for decades now. Oh, my gosh. Uh, It's just incredible. I mean, these people are such maniacal deceivers. And so just just so everybody understands what she's talking about here. When she says Republicans voted against adding Border Patrol agents and all this stuff, again, it's a trap game. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So... Democrats will write a bill and it'll have adding border patrol agents or adding border security, but then it'll have $100 billion for Ukraine and it'll have a hundred other things. So again, it's like, if it's like I go to the doctor and I, and I'm sick and, and I need a shot of penicillin or something. And then the doctor says, well, I'll give you a shot of penicillin, but I'm also going to give you a shot of tuberculosis. And you say, well, okay, I, I don't want that shot. And then the doctor walks outside of his office. He goes, well, gee, I mean, I don't know what this guy's problem is. He won't take the shot of penicillin. And then you're back there saying, well, you were going to hit me with tuberculosis. So what do you want me to do here? I mean, that's what the Democrats do. Oh, you didn't want Border Patrol agents. No, we didn't want $100 billion for Ukraine. We didn't want U.S. troops in the Middle East. All this other stuff they add into it. And then it's all a trap. But see, that's why single-item bills are a necessity, which Matt Gates is one of the few people that even talks about this. These, these gigantic hundreds of pages, hundreds of issue bills with pork barrel spending and entrapment in it so that Karine Jean-Pierre can go on the podium and say nonsense like Republicans voted against border security. No, they, they voted against stealing and robbing and spying on the American people, and then you just threw border security in there. This is the games that they play, and they think you're too stupid to know it, and you'll never catch on. And then when Karine Jean-Pierre lies by omission with statements like that, they think they're getting away with it. But that's why they have to have shows like this off the air and hosts like me in prison so that you don't know the truth. She's then... Uh, again, and, and then they go, she blames and says, oh, it's, it's Republicans' fault. And this has been going on for decades. 
Well, it has been going on for decades. That doesn't mean it's a good thing. So let's just now go to her talking about the economy as if this isn't offensive enough. Let's go to Crean Jean-Pierre here in uh, clip nine. Don't, don't worry about uh, the cost of living going up. I want to ask you about right. the, the oh, transition. And that matters, right? It matters well, that we're not in... No, wait, wait. Policy. It matters. It ma- Let's not forget what has been happening almost two years now, right? Putin, right? Putin's war. Oh, in, no, in, right. Right, but that right. has caused inflation. That has Pause caused it. Pause it here and, and just rewind it for five seconds. She's actually, I will give her this. She has, a, uh, she's, she's gotten better at being an agent of propaganda. It's still very elementary. It's still how you would treat like a kindergartner or a first grader. And I guess that's what she expects Democrat voters intellect uh, to be equivalent of. But see what she did? Putin, right, right. Remember, that's Putin. Putin did that. Putin, oh, the boogeyman. Oh, yes. The boogeyman came into your room. Oh, ooh. Putin did that right, right. See how that goes, and that's how that's how a kindergarten teacher or a our first grade teacher will try to get their their students to understand something. They say, you know, one plus one is two, right? Oh, right. It's it's, it's an affirmation thing, and now Korean Jean Pierre is using it as a as, as a propaganda tool. Putin caused your life to be more expensive, right, right. Oh, it was Putin. Oh, ah. Oh. Oh, it was Putin. Oh, continue. In, right, but that has caused inflation. That has caused prices to go up, right? And so the president t- right. took action to make sure gas prices went down, which oh, they have. It. Right? The president took action. Yeah, he sold all of our strategic oil reserves to China. To China. Hunter Biden's business partners. He took action. Did that ultimately lower the prices? Yeah, because then China put our strategic oil reserves into the market instead of theirs. Did Joe Biden get his 10% kickback in that ordeal? Or are they pausing that while the Biden crime family is under investigation? I mean, it's just unreal how corrupt these people are and how little or no integrity Kareem Jean-Pierre has. Oh, Biden helped bring gas prices down. We have the lowest strategic oil reserves in decades, if not a century. And Biden has us on the brink of war in three different fronts. And he sold our strategic oil reserves to the Chinese, Hunter Biden's business partners, so they could put their, our strategic oil reserves into the market instead of their own. See, that's called strategy. That's called smart political leadership ours are dumb like joe biden and corinne jean pierre finish the clip and we we're coming out of this pandemic so oh, all the pandemic of those have been uh, have been part <laughs> we're coming of coming out of the pandemic yeah. is, but inflation is moderating the president's going to continue to make sure that we lower cost and lower prices on those goods that you just listed out roll clip 11 Yesterday, we learned consumer inflation fell to 3.1% last month, down two-thirds from its peak. And today, we learned producer inflation was flat last month and less than 1% over the last year. Prices are down for eggs, milk, toys, and TVs. Ga- gas Wrong. prices are down by $1.90 from the peak after Putin's war began. Oh, there and she is blaming Putin. are rising at high and higher than before the pandemic. We have more work to do, of course. She has to. She, you can tell in there she knows what she just said was such an outrageous lie. She kind of 
chokes up like she can't even believe she just did it. It's just unbelievable, isn't it? It's pretty stunning, isn't it? Kareem Jean-Pierre, the professional liar, the, the propaganda provocateur of the Biden administration, unlike anything you've ever seen. Oh, your life is, your cost of living is going up because of Putin. Yeah. Your cost of living is going up because of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. This is the lies. This, These are the lies they tell you. And there's more. There's more. We'll have more of this coming up. And then uh, more of the hostage negotiation situation that the White House is putting on the American people saying, well, if you don't fund the war in Ukraine endlessly, then you're going to die. Yeah, that's what they tell you now. You're just going to die. You're just going to you're just you're dead. You're dead. Putin is going to come stab you in the neck himself if you don't give more money to Ukraine. Let's do a little uh, a quick compare and contrast here in clip two between the presentation and the delivery of the Christmas decorations at the White House from Jill Biden, or rather from Melania Trump to Jill Biden. Guys, go ahead and uh, roll, roll clip two here, and we'll see them side by side. So Jill Biden um, just says, are you gay, and will you do a tap dance routine around the White House? They say, for what? She says, I don't know. And then here's uh, Melania Trump actually going through um, and designing Christmas decorations and making sure it all flows with all the rooms, and it has feng shui, and it has Jesus Christ, and it has Christmas tradition and class and, and, and the right energy and the right vibes and it has beauty and grace and dignity. Everything Jill Biden's decorations were lacking. Jill Biden's Christmas decorations look like if you were driving through some Christmas light display from like 1950 that's just outdated and cartoonish. I mean, you, you can see the difference in class and delivery here. But hey, elect a clown? Blindfolded monkey could come up with a better Christmas decor than Jill Biden. But uh, what do you expect? What do you expect from this clown party? What do you expect from these clown Democrats? What do you expect from the Biden? Speaking of, now remember yesterday, Hunter Biden goes in front of the media circus that was all that was all a controlled deal and and that's how it works i'm not even necessarily saying there's some shenanigans here that'd be like if i was going to go do a speech at the capitol or something or in dc and i'd call people i know in media and i'd say hey i'm going to be i'm going to be here uh doing a press conference uh set up your uh your team and a microphone and a camera i'm gonna do a press conference and they'll send people down there so so hunter and hunter's people obviously said, hey, Hunter's going to give a statement outside of the Capitol. Have your people and microphones there. And so they were all friendlies. Uh, Well, that's what they expected. But what you didn't see, at least yesterday, was what really went down. But remember, Hunter Biden said in front of the camera, I'm here. I don't want to go talk to um, corrupt members of Congress. I want to have a a public hearing so the American people can tell my story and hear my story. And then he didn't deliver on any of it. He just said, uh, it's all lies. None of it exists, even though we've seen all the evidence. And he said, uh, nobody's inviting me to testify, even though his seat at the table with his name placard and a microphone and a camera was all right there for him to testify. 
So so all just a charade, all just a facade. But but okay, Hunter Biden wants to have his opportunity to answer questions in public in his defense for the American people. But guess what? He got the opportunity to do that yesterday at his press conference, and he ran away. He ran away. Here it is in clip five. Biden, was it worth it trying to sell the family name? Do you want President Biden to pardon you, sir? Was it worth it selling the family name? How did you get into so much trouble? So that's Eric Swalwell leading him around. There you go, Hunter. You said you wanted to answer questions for the public to see. You just had your opportunity. You ignored every single one. And and, and you're running around with one of the most lying, conniving, fart-sniffing members of Congress, Eric Swalwell. They continued to do the defense of Hunter and Joe Biden on the media last night. Here's a Biden spokesman, Ian Sams. And uh, he thinks you shouldn't be worried about the Bidens. You should be worried about the Republicans here in clip six. These House Republicans don't seem to be serious people. They're launching an impeachment inquiry based on lies with no evidence while (laughs) jetting out of town and leaving Ukraine aid on the table. I mean, this is really frightening behavior and unserious behavior turtle 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 am i not turtle enough for the turtle club the republicans are unserious people turtle it's frightening they have no evidence i mean they've they've literally published the evidence we have multiple banks that have reported suspicious activity on hunter biden's accounts there is no evidence. This is dangerous. What the Republicans are doing is dangerous. They won't even fund Ukraine. Can you believe this madness? How how does this... Who, who does this hypnotization work on? Seriously, who, who does this hypnotization work on? Ukraine. They won't fund Ukraine. What, do you think you're Obi-Wan Kenobi? These are not the droids you're looking for. Oh, you don't need to worry about your border. You don't need to worry about the corruption in the Biden family. Look, you need to give money to Ukraine. Yes. Oh. Who is in such a trance? So, I guess Eric Swalwell is. He went to Hunter Biden's defense. Now, again, I... I don't like to touch some stuff before I, I'm more confident in, in the uh, reporting in it, but but some people believe that Eric Swalwell might have a little bit of a problem his own, of his own, and so he's kind of forced to come to Hunter Biden's defense in all of this via maybe some issues that he might have. Uh, but So if you're wondering, why is Eric Swalwell all of a sudden going to bat for Hunter, Hunter Biden in such a vigorous manner? Well, he's probably trying to curry favor inside the Democrat Party, but he also may have his own little connections and and issues uh, that might be coming around as well. Nonetheless, here's Eric Swalwell um, trying to defend Joe Biden in front of the House in clip seven. This impeachment is a continuation of the insurrection that came here on January 6th. They have never, this gang has never accepted Joe Biden as the president. Pause it. This is hilarious. So uh, they're the ones that could never accept Donald Trump as president. 
and they launched a coup or an insurrection against him with the intelligence agencies and the Democrat Party to try to remove him from office in multiple different ways and have him silenced and censored in multiple different ways. So that's Eric Swalwell projecting and engaging in inversionism. Continue. Biden is the president. And the architect of the idea that you could overturn the election is the current Speaker of the House. And then Donald Trump sent that violent mob here. It didn't work. And so now we're here where they're going to try and use this house to overturn so, so, the election through this inquiry. The problem I is can't even keep up with all this bullcrap. Zero evidence. Oh. The only crime is that Joe Biden blew out Donald Trump in the 2020 election. Yeah. And that's a problem because this place is the largest law firm in D.C. with these lawyers working on behalf of just one client, Donald Trump, at the expense of everything else that matters. But I want to give James Comer some credit, because after 50,000 pages of depositions and secret hearings and closed hearings, I think if we give him enough time, he's going to prove that Hunter Biden is Joe Biden's son. So 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 there it is. The crew flashed the headline on the screen there. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and report this now. It's just I don't think anything's going to come of it, but. Democrat Eric Swalwell accused of aiding and abetting a crime for helping Hunter Biden set up press conference where he defied subpoena and faces ethics complaint. If it's true that he did it, he has aided and abetted in the jurisdiction of this body. Representative Daryl Issa, a member of the Judiciary Committee, said. So, uh, again, I don't know if that's a reach. I, I, I doubt that anything comes of it. But nonetheless, the point is, I think Swalwell now has his own problems. He's not a bright guy. Karine Jean-Pierre was asked if Hunter Biden will receive a pardon and uh, she assured us here in clip 10 that he wouldn't first briefing since Hunter was indicted again in Los Angeles why doesn't President Biden just pardon him President I've been very clear the president's not going to pardon him so I got to tell you if, if there was ever any evidence that Joe Biden was going to punter, uh, uh, pardon Hunter Biden, there it is right there. And we'll play you one of the more sick, disgusting moments here momentarily. But Peter Ducey slips up and says, is about to say Obama or O'Biden. And everybody in the room giggles and laughs and puts a silly look on their face. Why? Because everybody stepped down his leg. But, oh, it's a big joke, see? Like, oh, you kind of just slipped up and told the truth there that really Biden isn't running anything and it's probably Obama. And even Kirby laughs. Everyone knows it. It's a big secret in D.C. See, they all know. See that face right there? Everyone knows it. Everyone knows that Joe Biden isn't running a damn thing and it's probably Obama running everything just like he vowed he would. Remember, uh, dictator Obama said, well, you know, I can't run for a third term, but if I can get somebody in there and I can basically just be their puppet master, I'll do it that way. That's what Obama said. So that's what you have going on here. And it's all a big joke. It's just supposed to be funny. Well, the American people are struggling. And we're on the brink of a potential World War situation because of this disastrous White House. But it's funny that Joe Biden is a puppet president. It's funny that Joe Biden is just 
a fake president? That's funny? I guess it's gallows humor. But but then there's the little cherry on top where, where John Kirby makes the joke that, and, and Joe Biden's doing just fine. <laughs> because everybody knows Joe Biden's not doing fine at all. Can't pass a cognition test. Can barely speak, can barely walk, can barely talk. In fact, I mean, if you want to see the funny part of it, here's here's President Trump uh, doing a, a Joe Biden impersonation last night at a rally in Iowa. It is pretty funny in clip 23. He walks off the stage and he's like... <laughs> It was me. I couldn't find. So, look, Trump having a good time going off script at his rally is one thing. The White House press corps with John Kirby all on the inside joke, laughing that Joe Biden isn't the real president, laughing that Joe Biden isn't uh, cognizant of his surroundings is a little more demeaning and disgusting. But perhaps not as disgusting as the hostage situation that we're in right now with this administration And you've heard it from Pelosi. You've heard it from Karine Jean-Pierre. We've heard it from all these members of the Biden administration and the Democrat Party and and some neoconservatives as well. If we don't fund Ukraine limitlessly, then you're going to die. And so here's Kirby rephrasing that at the same press conference in clip 13. Imagine the cost in blood and treasure in the lives of our own troops and those of our NATO allies if we just walked away from this effort. Oh, so our troops are going to die. We're going to die. Our treasure will be lost if we don't endlessly fund Ukraine. I mean, this is just sick. This is just sick, disgusting stuff. And by the way, the Wall Street Journal reporting this complete nonsense. I I wonder what member of the Pentagon gave them this information. Oh, oh, this was from the U.S. intelligence services, so you know it's good. Russia has lost nearly 90% of its pre-war army since Ukraine invasion. U.S. invasion, rather. U.S. intelligence says. Oh, U.S. intelligence, yes. Like intelligence, weapons of mass destructions. Like intelligence, uh, babies and incubators. Like intelligence, Hunter Biden laptop is fake. Yeah, U.S. intelligence says. Hmm. So what's the real story here? That Russia's winning the war? No, there's something else to this. But if if Russia has lost 90% of its army, then certainly Ukraine doesn't need more of our money. Oh, but now they need more of our money. And now they need troops. And now they need more weapons. Even though Russia's lost 90% of its army, says the U.S. intelligence. Somebody explain to me how that adds up. Well, of course it doesn't. We're being lied to. Of course we are. Just par for the course, ladies and gentlemen. Just par for the curse uh, for the course here. So, if you don't give money to Ukraine, uh, you're going to die because of Vladimir Putin. And, and this and this tiny IQ, no intellect, no philosophical reason or logic behind it argument works on members of Congress, 
works on members of the American media and works on liberal Democrat voters. I might as well go around and sell cootie insurance. I might as well go around selling lemonade that will give you unlimited life. I mean, that's how, that's how ridiculous this is. I'm going to go set up at a playground. I'm going to go set up at a playground and sell cootie insurance to, uh, to, to third grade boys and, and tell them that, oh, there's some girls on this playground. They're going to give you cooties. You're going to need my cootie insurance. That's the absurdity. Hey, hey, you better give us all this money for Ukraine or Putin's coming to get you. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Give me a break. But that's what we get. That's what we get from our U.S. intelligence and Biden White House and American media. Well, the American media is beyond inept and incompetent and corrupt. That's why InfoWars exists. And that's why you're tuned into this broadcast right now. And we are still here. I said uh, one of my wishes before I went away and now that I'm back was to be able to come back to this desk with this crew in this studio and be able to host the InfoWars War Room. And uh, thank goodness we were able to do it. But that's thanks to your support at InfoWarsStore.com. And, of course, the supplements there are up to 60% off right now as part of the Christmas Super Sale. But uh, it was William Wolf reporting on this, quoting Cassidy, I saw this blasphemous statue and was outraged. My conscience is held captive to the word of God, not the bureaucratic decree and so I acted, and he smashed it up and uh, literally decapitated it. And so Stu Peters and I were talking about this in the break. I, I hate to uh, I, I hate to say this because I certainly don't wish this, and I don't think it's justified, but I wouldn't be surprised one bit if they come after this guy for criminal charges and throw him in jail. Yeah, destruction of property. They're coming after anybody that, that goes against the, the, the satanic agenda in this country. I mean, that's what's really happening here if we think about, yeah, we're at war with our government, but this is a spiritual war. Uh, this is a war that's led by Satan and his minions are carrying it out. I mean, these aren't even people. And so I, will they come after me for suggesting that, okay, so the governor there said, well, my hands are tied because, you know, if, if we're going to commemorate a holiday like Christmas, then we have to commemorate every holiday. Well, this isn't a holiday. It's not even a real religion. It's a fake religion made up by Satanists uh, for, for a fake God that was cast away into hell. And I said, you know, I just, I can't believe if the governor's hands are tied, maybe that's one thing, but the people's hands are not tied. Christians' hands are not tied. Are Christians really that cowardly? Why hasn't somebody gone in there with baseball bats and, you know, blown this thing up and, and, and smashed it to smithereens and now it's been done? So, I mean... Well, this is not your uh, this is not your Christianity um, 
of, uh, let's say, the Crusades. But, you know, you, you, we say this a bit tongue-in-cheek, but it's actually a very serious issue. You, I mean, for me, it's a, it's a real thing. And, and for a lot of people, they, they haven't had to go through it, and I hope they don't. But I've been arrested for my speech. I, I have to think about everything, and I'm not saying I censor myself, but I'm saying every day I go on air, I think, okay, are they going to come arrest me again for my speech? Is today the day they charge me again for my speech? And again, people say, well, you can't censor yourself. I'm not saying I censor myself. I'm saying it's like an itch I can't scratch. It's something that's always in the back of my head. And let me just say this, guys, let's reach out to Michael Casty and let's get him on the show before they probably come and disappear him and throw him in a gulag for doing this. But this is, uh, you know... What do we do? You were talking earlier today on the Alex Jones show about getting people to take action or the American people involved and activated. I think one of the biggest issues really is the lack of inspiration and action that comes from the Christian church. And and I'm not sure what the real issue there is because I think their values are still good. Is it because there's not strong enough leadership? Is it because the, the, the priests and the pastors who are now liberal leftists are leading them astray? Is it that they're afraid of, of government retribution? Because I've never understood why the majority of this country that is Christian doesn't have a stronger political voting block to determine the, the future of the country. Yeah, I mean, if votes counted, the voting block would matter. But, I, you know, I think... Think about what happened, I mean, during COVID with these pastors, right? It's the loving thing to do. They said from the pulpit, it's the loving thing to do to go and get this injection. It's the loving thing to do, they said, uh, to stay six feet away. It's the loving, don't go and see grandma. They, they participated in all of this. God gave us an immune system. Like, you're a pastor. What are you doing? You're from the pulpit. You're saying these things. And the whole church has been corrupted. And, you know, what God says about being lukewarm that's what this is. We have a bunch of apathetic and complacent Christians turn the other cheek, you know, ignoring the fact that God said, no, you need to pick up the sword and fight. You will be persecuted. You will be, you will be prosecuted. You, you on earth will go through these times of extreme torture if you should follow my son, your Lord and Savior. And I think that we have a lack of people who really have a full understanding in that. Like, that, that understand that, yes, this is a kinetic war because they, they deployed a bioweapon against us. They've killed us. You know, th- th- this is a kinetic war because they're killing us in the streets. They're killing us in the hospitals. They're killing us with pharmaceuticals. But this is a spiritual war. And until people really realize how all-encompassing that is, they can't begin to imagine or fathom the evil that's actually inside of our government. And I, I think that's why pastors are succumbing to this, because they're afraid. But when you look at the pastors that do stand up, take that Canadian guy. What's his name? Artur Pawlowski. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this guy arrested in the middle of a highway, all over the news, arrested multiple times for holding services, for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, arrested for it. That's a real faith leader right there. And I think that if Yep. If that was contagious in the church, it would be contagious in the streets and it would be contagious in the homes of, you know, what the majority of this country is, which is Christian Americans. Well, and that's the thing, too. I, I don't think and I don't think Pastor Pawlowski should be the exception. I think he should be the rule, really. Yeah. Follow the lead of a guy like that. People are inspired to follow, you know, brave and courageous people that will stand up with their with their shoulders rolled back and their head held high and actually say the truth. And there's no greater truth than the Bible. There's no tr- greater truth than the Word of God. There's no greater truth than Jesus Christ. And, I mean, Artur Pawlowski absolutely should be the rule. And, you know, 
Infowars, you, Owen Schroyer, going to jail, being arrested, going to prison, being charged for your speech, and then taking it on the chin and coming back out here and doing this is an inspiration to a whole lot of people. You know, speaking of the Bible, I, I read it uh, from cover to cover. First time ever I've read it cover to cover. And what I realized, too, and, and I don't want to go in on, in too far into this because I want to ask you a different question, but what I realized when, when I read the Bible cover to cover, and you know, you got a lot of time to really sit there and focus and go over it a couple times and try to reinterpret things, that most people clearly have never read the Bible or haven't read it in a way to shape the proper context of the teachings of the Bible. And, and I really realized that and when I look at some of the activity that goes on with Christians and what goes on with Jews or Israel in America and, and how people want to relate this or that to the Bible, I realize that you're really just kind of using the Bible as a shield and you actually don't know what it says. And I don't know if you want to comment on that, but that was something that really hit me heavy when I was reading it. Somebody who's really important in my life told me very recently, she said, I think some of the communication breakdowns that we have personally are because you listen to respond rather than listening to understand. And I think that the same thing happens, not intentionally with the Bible, but it's, a, it's an intimidating thing to do to sit down and read the entire Bible and try to you know, conceptualize how that translates into everyday life here in the natural. And it's really easy to misunderstand things when you're reading to accomplish reading it rather than reading to understand it. And I think that, you know, we're, we're instructed for eternal salvation to do what? To, with an open and joyous and loving heart, accept the gospel of Jesus Christ, to seek out the church of Christ, to be baptized in his name, to repent, to surrender yourself, to give your life to Jesus Christ. So I think that it's, it's really a simple formula to have eternal salvation, eternal life. But yes, I think that it's really easy to take out of context certain... Ver People have weaponized scripture. There's a... It's happened a lot. I mean... There's a, a, a guy that calls himself a pastor in the town that I live in who showed up at my house and berated me in front of my kids because, I, because of my take on Israel, because I, I don't believe that this is the Israel of the Bible, and this is a really thing. I mean, Well, I that, that's actually—I mean, I wasn't going to go down, down this road, but that's actually it. I understand why Christians believe Israel is the Holy Land, but it's not that simple. No. It, it is really not that simple at all. And, and you know, so you've got this— all, all I'm doing is, is saying, hey, we should be asking the question and seeking a greater understanding of what all of this really is. We, this is an information war. Obviously, nobody's more familiar with that than Infowars. We, we have to really try to shape our minds to have a good understanding of, is this really the, the Israel of the Bible? That, that's the, the, the most heartbreaking part of all of this is what they're doing with this money. I mean, they are literally murdering people and committing war crimes with our money. We are funding an ethnic cleansing. We are funding a genocide. And that's mostly of the Ukrainian people, by the way. Mostly of the Ukrainian people, which historically, if you really want to be honest about it, which I think is the whole point of what we do, what is Ukraine? I mean, for some context, these are arbitrary borders that were set up after Lenin's revolution, right? And so who, who settled there? Ethnic Russians that would rather just be Russia. Orthodox Christians that would rather just be Russian Orthodox Christians. And so... What happens then is you have this population of people where one side hates Russia and the other side loves Russia. And so that's really bad. But then we go and get involved by instigating this with our State Department by expanding NATO further and further and further and further. It's, it, it's intentional agitation so that they can make Vladimir Putin look like this warmongering, criminal, genocidal maniac dictator who just woke up one day and said, I think I'm going to go and invade Ukraine. 
well, what would we do? I think I remember the Cuban Missile Crisis. What would we do if, you know, Vladimir Putin started sticking missiles, you know, on our border and pointing them at us in that proximity? We would expect a government that is really there to protect us to go and obliterate those things, right? And and we we wouldn't we wouldn't stand for that because ultimately our military's core job is to protect us from that invasion. So He's doing the same thing that we would expect our leaders to do, which is protecting the people of his country and protecting the borders of his country from infiltration, from invasion, from attack, all of the things that we would expect here. And so then when you really look at what the media reports, you get a really great idea of what's actually happening in Kiev, right? The ghost of Kiev, maternity wards are being bombed. And then you find out all of this is completely fabricated out of whole cloth, thin air. They just make this stuff up and they lie. The empire of lies uses this media mouthpiece to generate fear into an American public and hold them hostage. You're exactly right. Weapons of mass destruction. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Ties to Al-Qaeda. Uh, you know, 9-11. Yeah. And, uh, and I feel like if the media was being honest or if our politicians were being honest, which is about a 1% chance, you know, he, here's here's the, what I see geopolitically. At, at the very least, Putin just wants to keep Ukraine out of NATO, or at least at one point that was his goal. And at the very most, Putin might want to take Ukraine back as part of Russia. I'd say that's the scale we're dealing with here. No more, no less. And they want to sit here and act like Putin has some sort of dictatorial authoritarian goals of conquering Europe or something like that, or I guess a land invasion of the U.S., but they don't seem too concerned about the open border, so I don't think they're really concerned about that. It's just, it's all BS. Putin is their boogeyman that they want to blame everything on. They, they slip on a banana peel. Oh, Putin! They have made him look this way, but the, but they're failing. And I think that more and more people are starting to realize, hey, what did Putin do for his people? He kicked the, the criminal Rothschild central banking system and cabal out of his country. Uh, he's arresting pedophiles. I mean, if you're a purveyor of... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pedophilic porn in, in Russia? It's probably Siberia hard labor type prison. And so from the outside looking in... It looks to me like, and I've said this before, and I, I, I think to combat the, the, the constant gaslighting by our media, we have to be repetitive in certain things. From where we sit, it looks like that this guy might be one of the only men that's actually standing between what's left of a free world, if there was ever any such thing, and whatever this one world governance is that's coming our way, which is coming rapidly, by the way. I mean, the clock is ticking. We're running out of time. We're really close to losing big time. I mean, we could go dark as a country. And if that happens, I think the United States of America will be the darkest country that the world has ever seen. Well, and we forget what parts of Eastern Europe have had to go through, Russia has had to go through before. This guy sent transports to Ukraine to get Russians out of Ukraine. What happened to them? They were gunned down. 
They were shot. They were blown up. They were killed. They were murdered as he was trying to get them out safely and give them a place to go. And it's not just Ukraine that he doesn't want joining NATO. We promised that we wouldn't expand further east for decades. How many different countries have we have we put into this NATO alliance? And what is NATO? And who it's funds worthless. NATO? It's a, it's a money laundering operation. And it, it's the same old bag of pretending Russia is the boogeyman. You know, I, I think my geopolitical perspective on this is whether or not you want to argue Putin is good or bad, we have to be we have to be a little more open minded dealing with other countries' leadership, and this is what a lot of people kind of knock Trump on. They said, "Oh, he says Xi Jinping is a smart guy." Well, look, Xi Jinping is the president of China, and he's got to have good relations with Xi Jinping. He knows how to be diplomatic, and so I look at Vladimir Putin as a guy who wants Russia to be strong, who believes in Russian nationalism, and and I think really, you know, what a concept. And I, I think you know, Russia to me, coming up through the '90s and now into the 21st century, it was kind of like. The girl who might have been kind of ugly in grade school, maybe, and maybe had some acne problems, and then and then in high school kind of grew up and, and got a little mature, and now was like the hottest girl in school. And so that was like Russia. And so Putin kind of realized like, hey, we're like, wait a second, we're kind of the hottest girl here. We're, everybody wants to take us to the prom now. And instead of the United States of America growing up and maturing geopolitically and saying, hey, let's go to the prom with Let's go to the prom with Russia. This is the hottest girl in school. Let's go ahead and take Russia to the prom. No, they stayed in Arrested Development. They said, no, Russia bad, Putin bad, Cold War era policies. And so Russia's just like, oh, okay, you're going to act like a little baby? I, I, Even though this other guy over here is kind of a jerk and kind of a bully and not as popular as you, I'm going to go to the prom with him. And that's China. So now we've driven Russia into the arms of China instead of having what I think would have been the best foreign relations and, and uh, you know, ally which would have been russia is china even a bad guy right i mean yeah i mean does does, yeah. does, does xi jinping have a, have a deep state there like we do here that's operating against him that's carrying out these well chinese i mean they're more nationalists than our leadership they're smarter than our leadership and so imagine if we had a nationalist leadership Imagine what it would look like here if we had a government that was actually doing the bidding of the people in a military that was securing our border and keeping illegal aliens from coming here and robbing and raping and looting and burning with impunity, uh, shooting police officers in the head, you know, I mean, the, and then getting out of prison and then having people inside of our government like Kamala Harris set up a bail fund for these people to keep them out. I mean, we have a border patrol that's actually ripping down wire to facilitate and help to implement and carry out. A physical invasion of our country. But think about it like this, getting back to the China issue. Yeah. Hunter Biden cuts deals with the Chinese communists, okay? And and we have the evidence of this. We have the facts. And Ukrainian oligarchs. Five, but let's look at this one deal with China. Five million dollar deal, Hunter Biden and his Chinese communist partner. Hunter Biden gets four hundred thousand dollars, Joe Biden gets forty thousand dollars. Joe Biden sold us out to the Chinese for $40,000. Right down the river. That's how pathetic he is. The Chinese communists are making millions. Well, we, how, how long have we been selling out our people on pharmaceuticals? What's the percentage of pharmaceuticals that comes from India and China? The majority from China. This is a country that we're told is adversarial to us and they want us dead. They want to kill us. So why are we trusting the ADHD poison pills that these fake doctors are prescribing to millions and millions of kids all over the place from a country where... Guess what? They're adversarial to us. They want us dead. What about all the insulin that we get? What about Parkinson's medication? What about, you know, all of these things come from China. Can you imagine if we were real nationalists and we did all the pharmaceutical manufacturing for our population right here? 
I mean, think of the trillions of dollars we would immediately inject into our economy and the millions of jobs that we oh would create. Gosh. Plus, what about the quality control? We know that we're actually trying to keep people healthy here instead of trying to methodically kill them, keep them sick. We talked about Alex says this all the time. They are poisoning us. Literally. In the air, in the skies, in the water, in the pills that we take, in the food that we eat. They are poisoning us. They're killing us slowly. Imagine if we had leadership in this country that truly did care about the interest and the health of the American people. You know, this is such an obvious issue that it's it's almost ludicrous. It doesn't get attacked head on. Our manufacturing, our production, you're talking about our pharmaceuticals. Every, uh, most of this is coming through China, and our we oil, know why. Our fuel, uh, you know, I, I mean, our arms. I mean, you just make one foreign policy shift and bring that and pivot that back here. Your inner city is booming again. But then you have a solution. You're like a filmmaker, and I'm like, listen, all right, I think it's about time that we had this conversation. But how many people are like that? I mean, and if, if only her life and her daughter's life may have been saved for, oh, from well, that gee. film, but how many millions of people? And that's You, you skip over the, the love story here that everybody wanted to hear about, and you have to— that is ridiculous that that happened. She says, this film might have saved me and my daughter's life. It's literally your film, but— I got so many letters when I was in prison saying the exact same thing. If it wasn't for you guys warning people about the vaccine, I would have got it. My daughter would have got it. My husband would have got it. My, you know, my uncle, my cousin, whatever, they got it. They're dead now. I mean, it's, it's incredible stuff. And, and there's some more updates on this. I just want to just get this out to the audience and get your response because it just yeah. doesn't stop. It just hasn't stopped since you yep. made the film years ago. Brazilian gospel singer Pedro Enrique collapses and dies during his show. Uh, we see this all the time now. We have the footage. It's it's kind of tough. If the crew wants to roll it, I'll leave it up to them. Um, but this just keeps happening. You should never see this stuff. Canadian journalist who pushed vaccine mandates and pushed for concentration camps for those that don't get it dies suddenly at 33. Uh, we're not celebrating that. That's that's really sad, actually. So this stuff just it, – it hasn't stopped, Stu. This is what we were exactly the reason why we made the film. We knew that this was coming. They were gaslighting everybody. Oh, your your uh, people are dropping dead because they're taking showers that are too long. They're video gaming too much. Uh, they're breathing too much. I mean, there, there was every reason in the book why these people were dying. The amount of people that were dying suddenly and the all cause mortality rate that was skyrocketing was absolutely only evident after these shots were rolled out. These are weapons of bio warfare. Uh, we had experts in this film, like an OBGYN, forty three years of experience, Dr. Jim Thorpe, who said that he's never seen fetal demises, never seen stillbirths, never seen complications like he's seeing right now. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Teresa Long from Fort Rucker, grounded pilots. She was, you know, uh, attacked by the military industrial complex for this because this has been a DOD operation against the people from the very beginning. This SARS-CoV-2 genetic sequence was ginned up not at Wuhan, China, no, at Fort Detrick right here in our country, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, right. and then offshored to level one, level four bioweapons labs that are operated by the Pentagon, overseen by the CIA, by the funded way, by us. By the way, did you see, I, I think it's called, uh, it might be called Novavax or something? Yes. And I think it's I think it's another Pfizer product. It's it's made with moths or something like but, that. But so in their marketing for it, they say, oh, this is not mRNA. It's an actual vaccine. So, so it's like amazing. It's like, oh, they know it didn't work. They know everybody knows it doesn't work now. So now they're bringing you the actual immunization shot. Yeah, we talk about ethnic cleansing and genocide happening in Gaza or Israel or Ukraine or wherever it's happened historically. This is happening right now in real time. I mean, we are being murdered for money and we are feeding it ourselves. We are funding our own demise. We are empowering our government and governments across the face of the planet, this one world government. Us on the air. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the final hour now of the transmission. And one Jesse Lee Peterson 
joins me now, and I've got a lot I want to talk to Jesse Lee Peterson about. I think he's ready to go. He's in the chair. His mic is hot, and I guess he might be a little hot too. Uh, Jesse, is it hot in your studio <laughs> over there? <laughs> it's hot in my studio. I just told them to turn their air conditioning on. What's going on? I am sweating like a slave. Oh, my gosh. Get this man a towel. I know. Like so, I've been picking cotton all day. So get this listen, man a man, cotton I towel. I got to do this. I got to do this. Welcome back. Well, it's 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 Welcome great to back. be back, man. We we had to move forward your segment a week because uh I couldn't I couldn't wait to talk to you. Yeah. I um I uh, a lot of folks uh wrote you letters. Some people said the letters went uh went back to them, would sit back, but a lot of folks sent you a letter. Everybody that I know will wish you well. And I you are you heard the poem uh if, right? I did, and I heard that the crew put together a video with it. I, ha- I haven't seen it yet, but I had um, I had a copy of it, a couple copies sent to me, and I saved one of them and, and had it next to my, my bedside because I liked reading it at night. You are the next Donald Trump if, now you are the next if. If, if, if human beings understood how to deal with challenges without being angry and deal with it in the perfect way, they will be become sons of God. But every time you overreact, when you get mad, you become sons and daughter of the devil. And I, so far, I appreciate what I saw you doing and the way you handled it. I would love to know if you could share just what you realized about yourself and what did you get from that whole experience? You know, I, what I realized about myself, I, I don't know. I guess it's that I, really, it's not even necessarily about myself, but what I realized about my life is that I, I'm so grateful for the people around me, uh, you know, whether it's locally with my crew here and my friends here, or or whether it's with the audience that, that, that tunes in here every day and was praying for me, the incredible people that I've gotten to meet along the way, uh, like yourself, you know, I feel like it's it's really just all a gift from God and that the platform that I have, uh, the influence that I have, it, it truly is a gift from God. And I just, I have to cherish it. I have to really take care of it. I have to do my due diligence to make sure that it's used in the right way. And so I, I guess that might answer your question. But, you know, the one thing, and I, and I, and I told my team to communicate this uh, that we could talk about today, you know, the one thing that really struck me when I was kind of going through the hardest times in there was that um, really my, my, my faith in God has been solidified, but my faith in the American people has been reaffirmed. And I can understand why people might, might lose faith in the American people and might sometimes feel negative and, and down about that for obvious reasons. But when, when I see the, the overwhelming goodness in most Americans' hearts and souls and minds that really just, it just hasn't cracked through yet, but, but I'm seeing the cracks and I'm seeing the light starting to beam through. And man, when that wall breaks down and, and the American people's soul can shine again, uh, it just really affirmed my faith, the prayers, the, the letters and all the kind stories and everything I got. So, um, you know, I guess, I guess that's kind of what I took away from it at, at kind of a personal or, or spiritual level. 
You are, it was, the prayers and appreciation for you was overwhelming on my end as well. At the gym, at our Sunday fellowship. Wait, you're not going back to the gym that kicked you out, right? No, no. That case was settled, by the way, and uh, I go to uh, a normal gym now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it was amazing. I, um, I, I. I'm happy you're out, man. You made a video yesterday from uh, X, I believe, that the best thing to do now is to work on yourself, your weight, you know, keep yourself healthy. What did you mean by that? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, so um, the video I uploaded, uh, it was after it was after my... Uh, first workout and so when I was when I was in prison obviously I well I lost 15 pounds actually while I was in prison I didn't really have access nice. to it I didn't have access to a gym most of the time my, the majority of my time I spent in lockdown in a tiny cell so I really couldn't exercise at all and so I lost a lot of strength um I lost a lot of weight and I went through my first workout and it was I mean it was it, I haven't I haven't struggled that much through a workout in a long time I haven't weighed under 160 pounds probably since high school I I went in at 174 I was down to 159 at one point and so really what what the message I was trying to convey in that video was that I don't I don't look at the situation I'm in as a setback I don't look at the situation I'm in as a defeat I look at it as a challenge I I look at it as an opportunity and so that's that's kind of just a way to shift your perspective when you see something difficult or when you see what might be perceived as a setback change your vision change your approach look at it as a challenge look at it as an opportunity and and ultimately that's how you can better yourself that's amazing man absolutely and i don't want you to say any more than you want to and all that but i just could not wait to talk to you when you were locked away in isolation that means you can't talk to anyone, you're in the cell, and nothing. you have nothing around but a bunch of roaches. What was that like, not being able to speak to anyone, being becoming aware of these crazy thoughts and emotions that go through the body? How did you handle lockdown in a private cell by yourself like that? Well... I will say that, and I, I distinctly remember when I was at my lowest uh, point in this, Jesse, and it was when I was writing a letter, and it kind of just really hit me, 
and it felt like I had been in there forever, and it felt like I would never get out. The illusion of life would disappear, and we would become one. We would become whole, and there would be no past, no future, no worries, no depression, no suicidal thoughts, no anxiety. None of those things would exist for the sons and daughters of God if they were, retur- were, were to return to the Father. We, God said that we must be born again. There's no way around it. Everyone who is born of the woman must be born of the Father. Otherwise, they would never live the new commandment they are on here on earth. That is the New Testament. And I, I love the way you handled your situation. I love the way the great, the great white hope handled his situation. And if everybody can overcome the world by dropping anger and overcoming the situation rather than giving into them by becoming angry and carrying on, then we will have paradise right here on earth. So I really admire you are the, the third white man that I know that are dealing with life in a perfect way. And we need that in this country, especially this country. We got to admit that this country was founded by white men and they went through hell. But with the help of God, they created the greatest country on this side of heaven. And we can't become weak and just let it disappear. And so I'm grateful to you, man. Thank you for what you're doing. Well, let me just say, I think that I kind of love life in in a perfect way and that I try to get the most out of life possible. I I don't know if I necessarily live it in a perfect way. Um, but man, I, I, I don't want to leave anything left on the table. I'll, I'll tell you yeah. that I'm not, I'm not yeah. perfect, but I, I, I want to get every, every inch of life that I possibly can. And that's why being away, it, it was such a hard thing because den- being denied that, you know, I mean, I don't leave a, I don't leave a second of my life, uh, on the table and, and any pulp <laughs> left, you know, to, I want to fill the glass, but you know, I, you know, you, when you bring up that poem, if I could add, it's like, if, if I could add my verses to that as you call it the new testament i would say and this is kind of also where i tried to put my mind uh while it was while i was in prison if what i'm going through can leave a better future behind me if my life challenges will ease up the challenges of future life then i'm a man and and so that's kind of the way i looked at it was that it's not for nothing. It's not in vain. There's a mission and, and there's a purpose. Absolutely. The one thing that um, I, I, I asked you about when you were put away in a room by yourself, what's that called? Isolation. Um, I, I have been encouraging people now for the last 30 some years is to be still and know God to know that all thoughts and all emotions, the ones that feel good and the ones that feel bad are all lies and that you're not your thoughts and you're not your emotions and that we have just identified with those things when we became angry as children, we became angry and in that very moment, we lost the reality of real life and God. And so we've been living an illusion in the imagination And God said for us to be still so that he can bring us out of the illusion of the imagination. And so what I've had people to do and encourage people to do it, some of them have done it, 
is to sit in a room by themselves, no radio, no TV, no computer, no iPhone, no nothing, and just observe the thought. When we became angry, we, we went into the imagination and we start living in this prison of the imagination and everything that the thoughts tell you are evil because they're not from God, they're not from you. And you always make the wrong decision when you give it to thoughts, believe thoughts. And so I have people to sit in a room and just experience, watch the thoughts go nuts. Because the last thing the spirit of evil wants you to do is to become aware of it because you think that is you. And when you become aware of it, you, God bring you out of the imagination to know that you are not those thoughts. You're not your, you're not your feelings. So I wanted to know, and I've asked people in my congregation to sit in the room for four minutes and with nothing on, nothing to do, just watch the thought for four minutes, see how they handle it. I want to know, did you notice the different thoughts and feelings that came when you were in isolation? You know, it's uh, it, it's kind of hard to recall because what had happened, I, I don't know when I received the Bible, but I was reading. This is the strangest thing to me, too, because, uh, I mean, honestly, the whole stuff, it, it's really all laughable. When they do this diversity, equity, and inclusion crap, it does hurt our civilization. But nonetheless... You have a you have a white woman. I mean, I, I I don't understand. If Asians are not white, then I don't know what's going on. But you have a white woman who's married to a white man that has a no whites Christmas party. I think um, somebody has lost their mind here, Jesse. Yes, you know I have been saying for thirty five years to white Americans that they better wake up and speak up before it's too late and that they are not responsible for the failure of most, not all, not all, not all, not all, but most black people, and that black people are responsible for themselves as individuals, and no one else is. It has nothing to do with slavery, Jim Crow, or, or racism. It's all made up lies, and that white people should speak up. They should say no. They should say no, but they didn't say no. They didn't speak up. Many of them went along with the lie that they were responsible for the blacks. And and now the so-called people of color like this woman and others have joined forces with the blacks. And they call it black and brown, black and brown, black and brown crap. But white people need to understand, in all the white nations, to be honest, the Western world, is that they are the most hated species on this side of heaven because the folks are... The losers are jealous of the whites. The whites are very innovative. They know they create. They created the Constitution. They created freedom of speech and our great America. And no other where, no other place in the world has done this. And the rest of the world is jealous of it. And their whole mission is not to make it better in America, but to destroy whites and turn this country into a socialist society. Even this battle with um, Israel and Palestine, it's about, it, they say, oh, it's about the land. And even over here, they say it's about you occupying the land. The land belongs to the Indians. It's about wiping out Christianity. It's about wiping out white people. And if white people don't wake up, we already have South Africa in the making right now. And 
the, the whites in South Africa ran away over to the farmlands, and the blacks followed them over there, and that's exactly what's happening. It's exactly what's happening. The blacks are now following the whites into the suburbs. They are robbing them. They are raping them. They are killing them. They are taking their uh, uh, carjacking and doing all kinds of things. What will it take, man, for white people to say, no, no more, we're not afraid, take all of my stuff, but I'm not giving you my life, I'm not giving you my country. This thing would be over if white people got over the fear of words, of name-calling. God said that we must overcome words. We must overcome the the world. As long as you're offended by words and what people say and think, we're going to lose. This woman is doing this because she can get away with it. She doesn't care. Well, this woman she can get but away. this woman seems completely back crap crazy out of her mind. I mean, she seems like a yeah. very she seems like a very confused liberal. Uh, unlike this story, I, I don't know if you heard about this. Former Facebook diversity hire and diversity manager, so they hi, they make a diversity hire uh, which was this black woman, and then they put her in charge of diversity at the company and she steals 4 million dollars through a criminal scheme that she just gave to all of her friends. And they said, oh, uh, we're going to do all these things. She took $4 million, gave it to her friends, and they just stole the money. I mean, how ironic is that? They can do it. That's why they hire black women, because black women have no love. They ha- they only have hate, and they've been able to get away with it because they're black and they f- they're female. So they know they can get away with it. They know that these women have a social mentality, and they are putting these people, all the wrong people, in the right places to make sure that my country would not come back. Look at the woman from Harvard, the black woman at Harvard. They got rid of the white woman, but the black woman, she's still there, and they are fighting to keep her job. Why didn't they fight for the white woman? Same thing with these liberal black women. They have destroyed the family, and now they are destroyed our country. But the president of Harvard, purpose. though, she lit a menorah now, so she's all good. <laughs> she lit a menorah, so all all wrongs have now been righted, Jesse. Oh, I feel so much better now. Yeah, I changed my whole message. There you go. But- <laughs> see, now you're on board. All right, I want to play this clip and see if you agree, because I, I think this is 100% accurate, and I've been saying this for a while. Uh, a man was interviewed, a black man in Chicago was interviewed about support for Trump, and here's what he had to say in clip 28. We sent, we sent it a direct message, and we asked Trump to come to Chicago. Come here and walk these streets with us, and we'll put thousands behind him as he walks the streets. And that's a that's a fact. That's a promise. Fantastic. Uh, We're going to pitch that. So that's from uh, Mark Carter there in Chicago. Jesse, I've been saying this for years and and Trump might be the only Republican that could probably do this. But, you know, part of the problem with Republicans is is they really are too scared to go into the inner cities for whatever reason. Or maybe they just figure there's no there's no way of them getting those votes. This is something long overdue. And I agree with what that gentleman says. Trump needs to have a rally in downtown Chicago. Trump needs to have yes. a rally in downtown New York. And and like he said, I believe him. I guarantee you that Mark Carter could probably get tens of thousands of black Americans in Chicago to rally and march with Donald Trump in Chicago. This would defeat with the optics and, and politically all these false narratives about Donald Trump. And, and it would help him win, I think, in 2024 and beyond. I totally agree. I 100% agree. I have said over and over, we now have a one-party system. 
the Republican Party is no different than the Democratic Party. Donald Trump, the great white hope, is the only one at this time that can go into the inner city, hold a major rally, get everybody and their mama to vote for him, and he become he has become a nightmare to the Democratic Party and the right on Republicans because they know that he is the one man that can do it. And they're doing all they can to stop him. Everywhere I go, they love Donald Trump. Now, you hear some of these liberal black women who are crazy anyway. They are not for him, but I, the men, especially the men, but not only, they are definitely for Donald Trump. And Donald Trump can bring back black folks to start voting right, to start voting for the right party. Only Donald Trump can do that. No one else in the Republican Party to do it. And I've been trying to encourage them to hold meetings in the black community for years as well. But they had given up on the blacks. And I see why now, because the Republican Party itself, not Donald Trump, but the Republican Party yep. is, is, is a one-party system. It's yep. no different than the Democrats. They got to go into the inner city. And I don't know if, if somebody's just giving Trump this bad advice. It's so overdue. I'm telling you. You look yes. at the stronghold the Democrats have with, with getting sometimes 80% of the votes in these cities. You go hold one rally and you have the right speech and you and you communicate and, and resonate with those people. I mean, you can flip this thing on its side overnight. It, it would be all over but the shouting. It would be over. It would just switch just like that. And then we can get my country back. I want my country back. And Donald Trump can bring it back. And they know it. I know it. Everybody knows it, and that's why they're trying to stop him. And the more they go against him, the more popular he becomes. Yeah. And that's what happens when you're sons and daughters of God. The world cannot— For uh, media and politics, you can follow at Owen Schroyer 1776 for clips. I also do an exclusive nightly monologue there, uh, but my personal account at All I Do Is Owen. We've been doing a throwback Thursday, so I've been retweeting a bunch of old classic content— uh, me at rallies, me at protests, um, me finding the craziest liberals out on the streets that you could ever imagine, some of the comedy stuff that we've done here at InfoWars over the years, a little throwback Thursday action. So it's all going on right now. And thanks to your continued support at InfoWarsStore.com. We're still on the air right here every day, 3 to 6 p.m. Central at Band.Video. And hopefully soon we'll be able to launch our show on X at War Room Show. So we're still pushing to get that uh, activated. And uh, if you go and follow at War Room Show and help us get some impressions there, that will speed up that process. But either way, continue to support us at InfoWarsStore.com so this show and this great crew can stay up and on the air and we can do what we do best. And that's read the news and bring it to you in the fastest three hours on the internet. All right. Um, so my evening monologue, we, we do record that after the show, but then it usually goes up in the morning. So I guess it's really a morning monologue. That's kind of a paradox. But let me do this. Let me just get through the rest of some of these videos. And let's go to J.D. Vance here. You know, this is interesting because we always hear about how we have to pay more in taxes. And so J.D. Vance uh, is talking about some of these massive leftist organizations that get away with paying very little tax. Oh, I thought the rich had to pay more tax. Well, but what about the rich at these leftist institutions like Harvard? 
not paying their fair share. Hmm. But see, they've got the good diversity, equity, and inclusion, and they've got the good leftist social credit score. So I guess they don't have to pay taxes. Is that how this works? Here's J.D. Vance talking about his proposed bill in clip five, uh, 15. Unfair, and I think we ought to fix it in the chamber. Now, my, my friends on the other side will often talk about how the wealthy don't pay their fair share in taxes. If the wealthy don't pay their fair share in taxes, there is no institution in this country that is a bigger offender than these massive endowments that pay almost nothing. So as if in legislative session, I ask unanimous consent that the Senate proceed to the immediate consideration of S-3514, which is at the desk. I further ask that the bill be considered read a third time and passed, and that the motion to reconsider be considered, made, and laid upon the table. Is there objection? Reserving the right to object. The senator from Oregon. Mr. President, we hear often about this matter of Ron taxing college. All right, so that's endowment. enough. Yeah, they don't want their endowments. They don't want their money to get taxed. Just the American worker. Just the American uh, fighting day by day to survive and keep their head above water. And this Biden economy, the most expensive cost of living in American history. Thank you. It's Bidenomics. Now, uh, how did he even get in office? Heartland Rasmussen poll. One in five mail-in voters admit to committing at least one kind of voter fraud during 2020 election. Wow, but I thought it was just a conspiracy theory. I thought it didn't exist. And if you talk about it, you get thrown in jail or you have to pay a fine. Like Rudy Giuliani. Jury will decide how much Giuliani must pay election workers over false election fraud claims. So, oh, you you have to pay us all your money now. I don't even, I can't, I can barely even stomach to get into this. Because this, this is what they do to you folks. I don't even want to talk about what else they're doing to me, but it's just like. So, oh, they admit all the voter fraud and we've seen uh, 2,000 mules and, uh, and, you know, everything else. And, oh, but, you know, Giuliani now, they, they have just take all of his money, even though people admit it. And and here's another thing. There were prisoners who'd been in prison for, for more than 10 years. They've been in prison for multiple presidential elections and, and the prison I went to, it's all felons, except there was one person not in there. Uh, there was one person in there that wasn't a felon. Uh, that'd be me. And um, But you know what they told me? They told me that through every presidential election that they had been incarcerated, they'd never been allowed to vote. But magically, in the 2020 election, all of a sudden, they brought mail-in ballots to the prisoners to vote. Can you imagine that? And I wonder who they were encouraging them to vote for or assumed they would vote for. Uh, now, you may not be surprised to find out that I would guess uh, 90% of the inmates like Donald Trump. But that's another story for another day. But here's Giuliani figuring out what I was warning people when all this lawfare against Donald Trump started. And, and because I even talked to one of Trump's lawyers and she kind of discounted me, but what have I been saying? I said, look, now Trump's lawyers are going to learn the hard way about what happened to InfoWars and Alex Jones. Oh, we're going to get to trial and we're going to get to present the evidence and we're going to get to make our arguments and show everything. No, you're not. No, that would be if we had a real judicial system. It's corrupted now. So here's Rudy Giuliani discussing that. He learns it the hard way in clip 18. 
This is all about Letitia James and politics and the judge who hates Trump. The judge refuses to throw this thing out. She knows they're going to lose. They're hoping for something better, maybe in an appeal or when the when the when the case actually moves. So this but is actually the host thinking there's going to be a fair trial too. What's going on all around the country, and, and what you're talking about, unfortunately, if you get into a Democrat jurisdiction, is the rule rather than the exception. Uh, they have been they they have been uh, uh, taken into the campaign. They're part of, they're part of the political process, like they do in third world countries. Where uh, you're just not, I mean, Trump is just not going to get a fair trial. Uh, we'll see about me and we'll see about others, but, you know, so far the the early cases for like the J6 people, et cetera, et cetera, have certainly not shown a, a, a fair trial. I'm almost, almost embarrassed to say they're not having a fair trial. It's so much worse than that. Yeah, unfortunately, we have to go through this first here. And so. You know, like I said, I was warning Trump's lawyers. I said it right here. It's like, oh, we're excited because now we're going to get to present our case and the evidence. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. Wishful thinking, to say the least. Now, what was another warning I made? That my sentencing is going to be a precedent setting moment to arrest and incarcerate journalists. And then what happened? Uh, less than a month later, two other journalists got sentenced, and now there's been another. Steve Baker at TPC4 USA. Breaking, my attorney has just notified, has just been notified by the FBI that I am going to be charged by the Justice Department for my journalistic efforts on January 6th. I have to self-surrender on Tuesday. Charges are yet unknown. Stay tuned for more information to follow this afternoon. Yep. Now, Steve Baker is probably going to have a worse situation than I had. Because he went in, and I don't think he has the following that I have. So they're probably going to go a lot more heavy-handed on him. I hope that's not the case for his sake, but it likely is the case. I'm telling you, folks, the the, the case with me was a precedent-setting case because... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.